0: On today's episode of Movie Stalkers, we go back to the Overlook Hotel as we talk Dr. Sleep, Thomas got a nose piercing, and also we hit on three movies that terrified us growing up. Enjoy the show.
1: Yarn, Peter. All right. I'm ready. You sure?
0: Uh, I'm ready.
1: Uh, I'm ready. Um yeah, actually hold on. Okay. Okay, now I'm ready. <laughs> I just hope my wire fighting team is ready! Oh
0: Alright, now, I don't want them to gain
2: another yard. You rich all night! I'm so not a raper!
0: What's up guys, welcome into Movie Stalkers, episode 4. I'm Brad, and I'm here with Thomas. Yo. Cody. Hello.
1: And Nick. Hey. What up, guys? What's up, what's up? Nada. Tom, you sound like you're in an infinitely better mood today than previous weeks.
0: And that makes us all very happy. Yep.
1: Do you want to explain
3: why? Because either I am on drugs this time, (laughs) or I was last time. I was just going (laughs) to
0: say uppers versus downers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is true. First
3: I did some uppers, then I did some downers, then I chased the dragon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: we're an and, upper podcast <laughs> and that's about it
2: <laughs> and boom goes the dynamite i can't believe this is the fourth episode already it's crazy
0: Oh. No. yeah getting in there should be we're five, four deep right now we don't talk about that first one on a pretty consistent hey, you know, basis
1: too those are going to come up you'll see in in four or five years from now someone's gonna pull be able to put that whole episode together they'll like steal it from our computer and be like this is the lost episode this is the lost episode one like someone's gonna figure that out that would just be gotta pretty... get there that could yeah. happen look I'm i calling think calling it true. now your audio is
0: like completely lost though from that episode right so, someone will
1: find it <laughs> it's out there somewhere someone yeah. honestly will nick's, find
2: it nick's fbi agent probably has it on his computer
1: hmm That's a typical thing that my FBI agent has. Uh, oh, man. How are you, how's
0: your guys' Sunday going? Well, started off extremely hungover.
2: Yeah. Slept till 1 p.m. Still hungover. Damn, you slept till 1?
0: What'd you drink?
2: Yeah. A lot of whiskey. I drank about a half a bottle of Monkey Shoulder to myself. Ooh. And then we went to Jam. the bar and I proceeded to drink about two or three Double Jamesons. Uh. And, uh... Yeah. So was that like your yeah, first woke-
3: alcohol party you ever went to, or what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, usually, like- I usually butt chug that before I go out.
2: So I pretty much went to the movie about an hour after I woke up, and then came straight to do this podcast right after the movie, which I uh, was late for, so that's been my whole day. How's what, Nick? The new piercing treating you. Uh,
3: It's another hole, so I'm pretty excited. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I want a fourth hole. It's not behind the knee like Quagmire thought Family Guy. She showed you her three hole? Yep. Wow.
0: <laughs> if anyone's know. wondering, Thomas got his nose pierced. Did it hurt?
3: Uh, no. Really? It just made my eyes water like fucking crazy. I didn't um, cry. Did they... My eyes just the, really only, the only annoying thing is that I have these boogers in my nose and you're not supposed to like touch it.
0: Uh So yeah. it's just
3: like I uh, caved in the other day, and, like washed my hands really good, and then like, <laughs> got a fucking gnarly ass booger, and it felt so fucking good. That it's is like, like satisfying. It's like the epitome right. of like popping a zit.
2: So it's like pulled so it out. And you, I was uh, like,
3: that was like you were in there the whole time.
2: So did you go to uh, did you go to like Claire's or something to get it done?
3: <clears throat> no, uh, Denny's.
2: <laughs> go to like yeah. you know, to the mall. So they probably gave you like a free piece of jewelry with it, huh? No, like it was the grand slam. They're going to
3: shoot in No, Denny's was doing the grand slam for four nine nine plus a nose piercing. <laughs> it's either <laughs> you works. can get the pancakes or your nose pierced. And I was like, uh, I'm not a fucking idiot. I'm going to get another hole. <laughs> but no, for those of you wondering, the nose piercing is doing just fine.
2: Are you going to switch to a hoop at some point? Let you think. Yep, got to leave what it in for long term like, plans. For the nose, yeah, you got
3: you have to leave it in for. <laughs> For like four to six months, and then oh. I know what you're referring to cutting. <laughs> 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 Tom's really good at that. What? I need what help. types of things, if any, are
2: prohibited for nurses to have? Like, can you have big ol' fucking septum ring? You can, can have, have anything except for a
3: facial tattoo, and no oh, really? painted nails, right? You can have anything except for a facial tattoo, and if it's an offensive tattoo, it can't be showing. That makes sense. Uh, Any piercings are fine unless you work in uh, MRI, because that's all magnetic, so you can't have anything. Everything has to be glass. So if I ever had to go into the MRI room, I'd have to either put a glass um, stud in or take it out. Although my nose piercing is titanium, which actually wouldn't react, but apparently talk to any doctor or nuke tech, they'll just be like, no, that's metal, and they don't want to risk it, because it'll literally rip through your entire body, so...
2: They don't trust it, so it question. has to be glass or nothing. Do you think it'll hurt more when you get punched in the face from now on? No, but
3: I was I was worried about mushroom stamping. Because <laughs> now <laughs> there's, like a target, there's a target for the mushroom stamp. So now I'm like, now I might need to get like a, a, a dermal piercing or something to kind of distract it, you know? There's not one place for someone to aim.
2: You get an eyebrow piercing at the least.
3: Yeah, this is what you deal with when you get... Yeah, that's why I just actually went with the tongue piercing just so they have a good straight shot. <laughs> so daddy daddy knows where to put it.
0: Jesus uh. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Uh.
3: That's why I'm getting my clit pierced next. Okay. I love it.
0: Everything's shining. <laughs> right between the teeth. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, ever, you ever pierced your coin first? <laughs> I just called it The Shining. <laughs> oh,
1: fuck. Speaking of The Shining. You ever pierce your butt Oh, <laughs> God. <at> the... <laughs> Cody, did you watch The Shining the other day?
2: Yeah, for the first time ever.
1: And what and was your uh, take on
2: that? It was painful. I didn't like it at all. It like got not a little enjoyable. bit better towards the end. Yeah, like, I just would. Was thinking the whole time how I wanted it to be over. Um, I didn't like it. I love horror movies, and I had my (coughs) sights set real high for this one, or my hopes set real high. But yeah, it wasn't good, man. When was was the uh,
3: when was the last time everyone watched it? I watched it two
2: weeks ago.
1: I just watched it. Just rewatched
2: it the first time. Nick, you loved it, right? what did you think? I
1: really liked it. I thought it was really good. I um, go, Nick. What I really enjoyed about the movie was the just the, the creepy noises that they made. I think that added so much to the actual movie uh, more than any mm. other uh, like scenery moment. It was more like the noises that they were able to create freaked me out more than anything. And I really liked mm. that because that's hard to do.
0: Yeah, they little use fun, horror in like different aspects than traditional little, horror.
3: Little fun fact on that movie, it has the most takes ever taken for a scene, which was the Here's Johnny one.
0: God. God damn!
1: And it just it was, couldn't get it right.
3: huh?
0: How many takes? I don't remember. I think yeah, you like can't s- just be throwing. It was
3: like six. I think it was like six hundred. I'll look it up.
2: Is that a lot? Is that a little? I don't know. Six
1: hundred. That would be a lot. Yeah, that's a shit ton.
2: Nick, when you're talking about about cool sounds, are you talking about the horror music that was playing?
1: It's not necessarily. I wouldn't say it was music. It was just like weird noises that like were the, just yeah
0: the hard the like piano hits and stuff like that the don yeah dun. right they're like yeah like, yeah. Uh, yeah, like all that scary. shit Creepy that was all sounds. created they're like so eerie definitely eerie
1: like it's like it was just forced
2: weirdies. in there to try to make it appear more scary
1: at first didn't care for jack nicholson like i was like this guy's just an idiot like he's just an idiot and then like the more i watched it i was like oh he's like just going kind of nutso and he was just like a doucher to start so he's even more crazy um, to the point he just turns into fool crazy and starts attacking everyone. It was just awesome to watch that.
3: Yeah, sorry. Yeah, was like, it was 100, 148 takes, the fourth most takes ever for a movie scene. Wow. Wow. Which is still he a lot. A more cool. So, did he have just, to break all 145 doors? Yeah, apparently the problem was that the first like 50 doors was that they broke like paper, so he's breaking through them too much.
0: <laughs> I feel I like it. the. For Shining, too, like, if you've ever been to a um, building that's empty, you know, that usually has a lot of people in it, like, I've been in Safeway before when there's no one in there, and there's something creepy about that, and the Shining, like, really captures, like, the Overlook Hotel usually having a lot of people, and now there's no one there. Just being barren? Yeah, and there's something creepy about the way they capture that, where it's not just, like, jump scare scary, it's almost like the... What's missing is what is scary. To me, it just wasn't explained enough. That's why I liked uh, Doctor Sleep
2: more, because it kind of explained that, okay, yeah, the hotel is evil, but I didn't really get that from watching the movie, that the hotel itself was a presence or, like, had a, a, you
0: know, an entity. There's not really a lot I can find in that movie that I would, like, say makes it a bad movie. I think almost everything that movie does is, like, well done. Yeah. I think like one of the things I love in that movie is the tracking shot of him on the big wheel, going through the hallways.
1: Yeah, I think. And then, on, in the, in yeah, the and he, that they they use like, that what, again. What's which,
2: significant about that scene? To me, they showed that way too much. That's just like the iconic.
0: That's him like going through the hotel moment. and when he like runs into what is it room two, two thirty seven, two thirty 237. 237. Like when he rolls by it. And like when he rolls the ball into it and the ball comes back, that like creeped me out more than anything. Like,
3: I think the point of that scene was to make you feel uncomfortable. Where yeah, he's just riding the tricycle all the way through, and you're like, Why is he doing this? And the thing I liked is when he would go from like the hardwood floor to the carpet.
0: Yeah, the yeah, noise, it. quiet, yeah, be like, brr- brr- yeah. And then you go back into wow. the
2: carpet, and you're like, Oh, that's how quiet it is there. Okay, I was thinking, yeah. How cool would it be to be in a snow <clears> cabin? <throat> Bring your PlayStation, some movies, some books. Yeah. To also,
3: total sidebar, for those of you listening, um, there is a band called Ice Nine Kills that does a whole album on scary movies. And one of their songs, the fifth one on the album, is called Enjoy Your Slay. It's the song about The Shining. It's like all
2: the lyrics and stuff go back to The Shining. The hallway of Bloodshot was kind of cool.
1: I also liked him going to the bartender a lot and just like casually talking to no one like someone that's not there and then also the other scenes where he's like reliving his past where he actually was there and like did get a drink right he's like repeating itself again Mm -hmm. and then all of his conversations with himself i thought were really awesome because really at the end of the day that guy is him right he's like you've always been here yeah it's weird like
0: how that works i don't fully understand it but I feel Almost. like in,
1: in some way the butler, like, is, is, like, he's the groundskeeper, so I guess that's just, like, the undead butler that's been there, so. Mm-hmm. But since his name was Jack's name, that's why I was like, oh, that guy killed, oh, no, no, wait, I'm sorry, that guy actually killed those other people when they first arrived, the two girls and, like, the wife, all of them died from the butler, I'm pretty sure
0: oh okay so that kind of makes sense because they became yeah. like the shined too
1: right
3: yeah
0: or like the evil yeah the shined.
3: two the two scenes that i liked in that movie a lot was uh i don't know if you really call it a scene but just the like we were talking about earlier nick like the all work no play makes jack a dull boy yeah. to literally look that someone typed that for like hours
1: yeah that right was, and, and then that's he, after he's like get out like you know at the beginning he's like get out so i can concentrate And he's just literally in there, like, basically possessed, typing the same thing over and over again for Mm -hmm. days, if not months. That's crazy. It doesn't matter, like, who it was. If you know
0: someone that was, like, writing a book and then you went to read what they were writing and they just wrote the same thing over and over and over
1: yeah, like, if everyone was staying in a hotel and then some dude's like, get the fuck out, and he's a- acting irrational, and then like I go and I check out, if I go on Microsoft Word and he's typed the same thing and printed it out multiple times, I guess it's not as impactful, because you could just copy and paste, but through a typewriter, it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah,
3: because
1: mm-hmm. the
3: hipsters win this there. round.
2: <laughs> Alright, here, answer this for me. The scene <laughs> when when the wife is trying to run away and she yeah. looks down the hallway and sees the butler, and then she looks into the other room and she sees a guy in a bear suit uh, performing oral sex on, like, another butler that's laying down. That was very weird. In the movie Explain it. Yeah, because it's an Indian burial
1: ground, so why would it's it be... A big furry community or something?
3: I um, think it's just yeah. made to make you feel pretty
1: uncomfortable. Yeah, it's definitely an uncomfortable moment. Yeah, well, like I don't know how many times
3: scary. between Ready Player One, <clears throat> The Shining, and doctor sleep i had to see that old naked lady
1: a lot she, like,
3: like, I, like i get it she's old she's naked and she's not pretty <laughs>
1: yeah i think it's more it's supposed to give you the no- nostalgia feel because that movie's so old if you didn't yeah. watch it you, but you watch that part you're like oh i remember that part you know right, now, yeah. we all watched it within a month so we're like we get it Co- we get it cody old can you look up he's coming out of the tub
3: cody can you look up when the shining came out in
1: 1980 what else do you want to talk about
0: uh, The Lighthouse.
1: Oh, yeah. I definitely want to watch that. That looks really good.
0: What are your guys' thoughts on uh, Robert Pattinson?
1: Not a fan. I'm I, sorry. Uh, would, do you like, like him in Twilight or something? Is that what you're I gonna mean, say? I don't
0: hate the Twilight movies. I'm kind of like a sucker for them. But mm. I I like I know they're not good movies.
2: Yeah, I've never watched them. I, uh, I've probably seen one or never two watch Pattinson it. movies. Couldn't tell you what they are, but...
0: Have you seen good time? Nope, dude, okay, so you need to go watch that. I'm pretty sure it's on Amazon. It's like a it's not like a really high budget film. It's not a low budget film. It's still shot really well,
3: mm-hmm. but
0: it only has probably like five or ten like cast members. I can't imagine it cost anything to make and it's shot in New York and he has like a Brooklyn accent and he kills it in that movie hmm. and it's a very like you know, simple role, not a lot going on. Shit happens and everything flies off the rails. If anything, oh. it should be called Not a Good Time because a lot completely... of bad stuff happens, but it's a really good movie.
2: This is completely unrelated, but it just popped into my head. I was talking yeah. to my friend Jordan after we did the episode where we uh, listed our favorite villains. Uh-huh. He came up with one that didn't even cross my mind, but I wanted to share it The, the Butcher from Gangs of New York. Have you guys seen that movie? Yeah. Daniel day Lewis's character, The Butcher, he's just kind of a New York mob boss. and He's good because I so hated
0: him. So. Yeah.
3: He does have a good line when he kills the dude and he's like,
0: that was the minority. Because there's, like, villains in movies that you hate them. Like, I remember as a kid, I used to get mad about certain villains. Like, I would hate them. And then, like, the older <laughs> I get, the <laughs> no. no, but you know what I mean. Like, when you're a little kid and, like, you're yes. like, that's a bad guy. And, like, He's the bad guy. um, But as you get older, you kind of like appreciate villains more for what they are in a movie. But it's just funny, like looking back on certain movies, like some villains, like I hated so much as a kid. And like looking back now, like those are just really good actors and they did yeah. their job.
1: But yeah, the lighthouse looks really interesting. Um, I'm really excited. I think it's going to be better than my expectations. I think it's going to just be a quality
0: let me see what
1: it's at right now on
0: the rotten tomatoes so right now lighthouse is 92 percent critic and 70 percent audience what's parasite at dude parasite is blowing everything out of the water as far as ratings yeah it's not like doing anything at the box office but rating wise it's Ninety nine and then ninety three audience. When you have a critic rating that high and then the audience tracks right behind it, that usually means you have a really, really good movie. No, I'm excited Mm. for it. I think it, um, I think it'll be like if it's like good, which obviously like critics are liking it, and it seems like most people are liking it. It's a good way for Robert Pattinson to kind of get like everyone on his good side going into the Batman.
1: Oh yeah, I didn't think about that. Batman.
3: He's
0: it, yeah. He's the yeah, next Batman because everyone thinks he's just the Twilight guy,
1: and he he's way more talented than that. My problem is no, he's just the Twilight we've, guy. We've seen seven hundred freaking Batmans over like our life. The last thing we need is another Batman, especially with a brand new story at the very beginning when the parents die and like it's the same shit. Like is that if, what it if is, it's, really? I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm saying is if it is that, it's going to be just. I'm going to be disappointed. Like, I don't want to see another Batman movie. If anything, they need to go off track like um, the Christian Bale Batmans uh, because those had, like, a completely different story at the beginning than you expect. Yeah. I'd like Batman
0: Beyond or something. We don't need to see his parents die. We've seen that so many times. And that's what I liked about the new Spider-Man is we didn't see Uncle Ben die because we already saw it two times in, you know, the Mm 10 years before. And that's what made the new Spider-Man work so well is it used its well, own story instead of Uncle Ben Tony Stark.
1: The new Spider-Man then, right?
0: No, I have not. Far from home.
1: Uh, <clears> yeah. yeah, I gotta watch it. Soon. I have not either. It's okay.
2: Uh, I'll
1: buy you it. Haven't it on, you haven't bought it on Amazon.
0: I'm sorry, Tom. Tom right?
3: <laughs> yeah, what the hell, Brad? <laughs> yeah, just for you guys listening, uh, Brad is the contributor to Amazon Prime for me, <laughs> Brad, and Cody. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was but, watching uh, the Matrix I, the other day before I went to bed, and I really enjoyed it. Again, every time I watch the Matrix, I, I I feel like I can watch it, and it's like the first time I've watched it. It's just such a good movie. The
0: first one's awesome.
1: It's <clears throat> the first one, yeah. My favorite so movie good.
0: trilogy of all time.
1: I mean, it is. There's three of them, right?
0: <laughs> the last two suck. What? No, no I like the Matrix was
1: yeah, I didn't care for the last one, but Matrix Reloaded. Yeah, like is, the Ghost dope. Twins; those guys are so. The dope. Ghost Twins make that movie, and the Keymaker guy, and like Reloaded. That...
0: You can argue has like good parts of it compared to the third one is a pile of shit.
1: I I agree. Wow. That it was hard for them to end it. Explain, but we'll no. see what explain. Yeah, I think it's good.
0: The first one was eye opening to like, literally like stuff not I've, even seen before. The, and I asked you
3: about the third one, not the first one.
0: Yeah, and I'm comparing it to the first one cuz he says it's a trilogy, right? It's 3 movies. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the first one like was <laughs> eye-opening to like the possibilities you could do in a movie and like the idea of like simulation and we're living in a simulation being introduced into a movie. And it gave you so many options and like such like a wide like variety of like ways they could go and it was just so cool just the options they had in that. And then in the third movie, they're in a cave. A giant cave.
1: It's called Zion. yeah so the first movie as well um just gives you like when when i went i remember watch going to theaters and watching it with like my dad and i remember at the end like when it ended and he and neo dies you're like oh shit and then when he comes back to life you're everyone it's like such a you just don't expect that at all just and then just stops the bullets and it's just blowing your mind at the very end of the movie before it's just like boom cut out Matrix 2 coming soon. You're like, oh, I gotta watch Matrix 2. (laughs) Such a great ending.
2: I always love the line from The Matrix uh, that Agent Smith says when he compares humans to a virus and that they're uh, just like slowly taking over the planet, killing it. I think he considers them to a virus, right? Yeah. But I do love the mech fight
3: in the third one. Those mechs?
1: Yeah, those mechs are sweet with the big guns. Yeah. And then. um, Fighting the weird octopus.
3: yeah, Thanks. and then also the the Mister Smith battle at the end is pretty cool, where he like doesn't understand why because he's a computer program, and he's like, why, why, Mister Anderson, why do you persist? And then Neo goes, because I choose to, and that's like the one thing Smith doesn't understand is that humans have the right to choose, as opposed to like have an actual purpose that you're supposed to fill out the whole time. That's what I learned from watching like YouTube and stuff. So forth is that that's what Smith can understand is that humans have the right to choose anything. But a program has a purpose. That's why he always says, like, what is your purpose? For those of you guys listening, Animatrix is also a great spinoff series. It's just anime, but Matrix. And there's a couple. there's like eight episodes, pretty cool stories. But anywho. Dr. Sleep. Dr. Sleep. The sleepy they, doctor. I just want to <laughs> say when they said the line in the movie, I thought a family guy. Ah, he said it. He said it yeah <laughs> oh yeah when he's the, the guy in the hospital bed he was like your doctor sleep and i was like oh, yeah. he
2: said it he said it yeah tom is that a good representation of what works like for
0: you you just go around
2: comforting people when they're about to die no it's, it's absolutely nothing <laughs> like that actually
0: yeah so let's um jump into like kind of initial thoughts on the movie and just kind of what you guys thought you know coming out of the, out of the theater without digging too far into it think who saw it recently cody you saw it last right you yeah, just I saw it. Just
2: came straight here from so there. So, what yeah.
0: were your thoughts, kind of walking out of the theater? Uh,
2: initially, it was a pretty good movie. I, I enjoyed it all the way through. I really liked that it explained for me some of the things in the original The Shining that I <clears throat> either missed or was too upset with the movie at the time to try to think about. But it was really cool, interesting premise. Um, you know, with with the, the steam and the expansion on people that have the shine. Uh, I thought it was really good. I, I liked it a lot. I uh,
3: was I was intrigued from the beginning of the movie and the thing that I just really liked was how they tied it back to the hotel. I thought that was so cool and I didn't actually watch any trailers for that movie and when they went back to the hotel, I was just like, yes, this is freaking awesome. So I enjoyed that and it was like kind of a nostalgia moment for me. So
0: I, I, I was entertained by it, totally enjoyed See- it. Like you saying that you hadn't seen, you know, the trailer where they would go back to the hotel. is like one of the kind of arguments I have to where like watching trailers sometimes ruins a movie.
3: Yeah, I didn't. I literally had no idea I was going to go back to the hotel. And like I said, when I did, I was just like, no. When yeah, he's like, awesome. where are we driving to? Yeah. Colorado. And I was like, you're not going to the hotel. And they went there and I was like, let's fucking go. Yeah, it was awesome.
0: Nick, what do you think nick you've what, been hiding your thoughts
1: i have been hiding my thoughts <laughs> a lot <laughs> well the first thing i'm going to say is it's basically like dreamworks got together with monsters inc and they said hey guys let's make a real life version of monsters inc <laughs> and instead of scream we'll use steam well, when people scream, we'll just take the steam from them. So I literally was like waiting for a monster to jump through a door to scare a child. But instead, um, I was left with uh, the remnants of a shitty movie. Uh, I did not enjoy Dr. Sleep. I thought it was very slow. Uh, I'm glad that we have a mix of, mixture of opinions because I was really hoping it was going to be good. Now, what I will say is that it, it continued to get better and better. But man, the first hour and a half of that movie is rough. I mean, it is so slow, and maybe it's because I I felt this constant, like, bit of adventure when I watched The Shining, where at any, like, every scene, there's going to be something that is, like, out of proportion or doesn't make sense. And this one was more of, like, a, again, it was less horror and more like, let's make this, like, a sci-fi film about, like, ghosts. Like, I don't know, I, I just didn't, I didn't like where it went. I wasn't a fan.
0: I would say the first hour is very slow and then it kind of picks up picks up picks up
1: i would have really liked it a lot more if they were in the hotel longer i felt like that was just like an added like how can we bring this kind of all back together here at the end i wish instead it was more focused on like let's go through all of the creepy shit that the house or that the uh, hotel has to offer rather than just like a couple different moments i would have really enjoyed them to like go back and even see jack like the fact that there was no like bit of like even a zombie jack like i was a little bit uh uh unhappy like just throw it in there as like a cameo that like it's not that important but he's there like I, that would be so cool i would have brought so much more to the film and like there's just the little things like that i thought would would make a big difference along the way yeah so i was really sad that he wasn't in there and yeah in that they didn't like they they clearly they they spent their money in the the right areas. I don't know again how much money this film got, but clearly didn't have enough. Like had no like CGI budget because they didn't even bother with Danny. They just got a different actor. And same with the same with the mom. Like that lady is still alive today. It'd be cool if they just like bumped her. Like make it make it more of a tribute as well. Have her but look the at the that, chick. Differently. The lady that did her voice
3: though reminded me a lot of sure. actual mom. If actually I was to give like the best actor of that movie actress. Sorry, triggered people. But her voice, was, I was like, "Holy shit, that was actually really fucking good." And I was like, "And that was good for a female."
2: Yeah, and I hated that character in The Shining, the mom, the mom, the wife. God, the way yeah, that she talked, like
1: that's. I, I okay. think that they
2: did it pretty well recreating it in Doctor Sleep, but still, I just it bugged me for some reason. Yeah, like very like moany and.
0: The budget on this movie was only forty five million.
1: Yeah, so that's pretty good mm-hmm. for forty five million and because there was the, zero CGI.
0: Yeah, and because of that, like, I know de-aging, like, real actors and de-aging them, like, is not cheap and it takes a lot. So, I think for 45 million, like, they made a pretty freaking good movie.
3: I feel like they at least owned the fact that, like, we're not going to de-age anyone. So, they just went with all separate actors.
0: Yeah. that like, Yeah, okay, that's a good like, idea. Like, this, is, this is it's not, not... going
3: to, we're not going to do it. And so, we're going to commit to just different actors. It's been so long. People probably won't care. Like, I wasn't offended that, you know, baby Danny didn't look like he's in the movie. I was like, that looks like Danny because he has the same fucking stupid haircut and is riding the same fucking tricycle.
1: I'll, I'll take, I'll, I'll agree with you, except for Jack Nicholson, who flat out should have been in the movie because he, at the very end of The Shining, which is like the whole reason why The Shining is so great, is he's on a picture on the wall. So you have this opportunity, you're going back to the spot. And like the that fa- that picture is literally the famous part of The Shining because everyone that like threw everyone off. Why mm-hmm. why isn't he in there for just a? Brief are, you, are you are you paying for that scene, Nick? <laughs> it they don't even have. I to just, know, I, I just want to know think... are you are you
0: paying for that scene?
1: Maybe Jack Nicholson. No, you not. Approve okay. of, the, of the of the. I sequel. don't
0: think he does. Yeah, there's a lot of confusion too as far as making this movie goes because so Stanley Kubrick made the first movie. And Stephen King hated his vision of the movie. And that gets, like, very convoluted because The Shining is, like, looked upon as one of the, like, you know, a very, like, horror, thriller, classic. And I think going into this movie, they probably had, you know, like, a lot of confusion. (laughs) You know, you get some, like, mixed stuff in there that, isn't very easy to connect the dots between the first film and a film that's made almost 30 years later. Yeah, I'm with you. But yeah, I mean, obviously, like, you put Jack Nicholson in this, it's better. There's nothing, you know, I don't think anyone's arguing, no, I like that they didn't use Jack Nicholson.
1: Or even if he's outside frozen, <laughs> oh, it would be so great. <laughs> if he's still frozen <laughs> outside, oh, my God. They just walked by like... who's by him.
0: Who's that guy? Ah, uh, don't yeah. worry about him. Hey, who's that chick right
2: there? Yeah, well, it wasn't it wasn't that story. It was more Danny's story and the shine and the people with the shine than it was just about the you know specific hotel and and Jack Torrance again, which which is cool. But uh, yeah, I could have appreciated if they went a different route and focused more on the hotel and more on the actual events of the original Shining. It was cool that because it all stems uh, the different from people there. with the different powers. But like, there's a lot of things that didn't explain. A like the steam, where you know what it is. Is it like a magic? force that people have that some people are born it's the shine so the
0: steam is the shine and it's the same thing when he was talking to the girl he said you know everyone has some shine some people have it a little more than others he's all you know some people buy their wife flowers on a day they're feeling sad and right. they don't realize why they did that so,
2: yeah it's like akin to luck or something right
1: yeah oh quick question tom how did you like that uh that kid actor that was hitting all those home runs did you really like that little boy
3: his name was
1: Brad, hey,
3: <laughs> and his last name was Trevor,
2: and everyone knows I get off with at last name. did you uh <laughs> think he was the kind that would be into nose rings uh i didn't I didn't
3: think he was I thought he was more the one that was like kind of like into like the surprise rape kind of you
1: know.
2: Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I mean he definitely got surprised by well, like, I would say. Clear, well yeah, like pretty, literally pretty like weird.
3: after I saw the movie I was kinda of like, God, Brad was pretty easy to rape. He literally went into a van pretty quick.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, they they asked him twice and I was like, Oh that kid's smart and ask him a third time. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, so okay, after after the movie I started after the movie I started
3: googling all the uh, um players under the age of twelve in the um baseball that are number nineteen. <laughs>
0: Stop. <laughs> This is where someone on, listens back on. and you lose your job. Um, I wrote in my notes, holy shit, they killed our baby boy because Jacob Tremblay. I was like, oh my God, he's in this movie. I thought like the way when they kill him, spoiler alert, we're in spoilers now. Um, the way that scene works out where they they capture him, and I thought he was going to have a little bit bigger of a role in the movie just because he's such a kind of profound like kid actor now. And they just take him and they kill him. And it was, like, so brutal. It, like, really, like, captured how bad these people are.
1: Is that when you said, that's the bad man, Brad? Yeah. Is like, it, I, bad man. That's a bad man.
0: World needs a bad guy. That's a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> Say hello to the bad guy. It's the last time you're ever going to see a bad guy like this. Yeah, that was but <laughs> when I, I...
1: I really didn't like... <laughs> And again, this is this goes back to just the the build up to going into the manor. Like I I was hoping that if they would have reduced like like we get it, you're on a you're an alcohol raging alcoholic. Do we need to see you go into all your like alcoholic meetings and shit? Like no, maybe like cut two of those out. Cut a couple of the scenes of him just randomly talking to the girl like out or some shit. I don't know. I thought there's a lot of areas they could cut in the the first hour and thirty minutes. That would have brought made the movie better. It didn't need to be that drawn out. Like he's talking to so many people um, before they're before they die. Yeah, you know? it's like that's not important. I just I, I I just feel like again there was probably somewhere there was a couple times I was just thinking during the movie, just what what did this add? And I just felt like it didn't. There was nothing there that, that truly added.
0: Did you what did you think about in the ending of the first act? maybe beginning of the second where uh, Danny uses his powers to you know like talk to the old people before they die
1: yeah like I, right there that's right when he called him doctor sleep
0: yeah i i loved that scene and i thought it had like a lot of like almost like green mile feel to it where it was just like cuz like the movie's like pretty dark and within that like those scenes like kind of brought like a, like heartwarming feeling And when the first guy like is like about to die, and I'm like, how are they gonna handle this? Because this is just like hard to watch and deal with. And the way he like talked to him and let him know it's okay, and then the old guy's like, thank you. Like I I love that. That resonated with me like so well of him like using his powers for good and just helping out old people.
1: It's it's all that same process of him getting healthy and him getting sober, and then that leading to like him being a good guy, and then that leading him to the girl. I just right. felt like there was ways to shorten that and, again, instead add more value to the hotel. That's I'm, that's all I'm saying is that took probably an hour and a half for him to meet the girl.
0: Yeah, I get that. Very long time. It yeah, does feel so. like in some ways they tried to establish things. That if you had seen the first movie, you, you know, wouldn't need established.
1: Yeah, I watched... Uh... I would say that the Shining, or not the Shining, excuse me, that Doctor Sleep has some. I could compare it a little bit to the Dark Tower. I don't know if you watched the Dark Tower. It got really terrible reviews. I really read the enjoyed first, it. yeah. That the movie was, I would say it's probably not that great, but I liked it a lot. But it just had the same feel as as like a Dark Tower. So mm-hmm. if that's Stephen King's writing style, it's kind of funny that I I, I assume it's scarier reading the book, but. I view it more like cool. Like I really enjoy the dark tower and I really uh, liked the concept of Dr. Sleep and them fighting each other. Just didn't want it to be after the shining.
2: So one of the things that I was a little bit confused about was the, the boxes. So those ghosts followed him around afterwards, which was like, you know, the lady, uh, the old dead lady in the bathtub and it was his bathroom. And he finally learned to, uh, I guess, control that by putting them in a box. But then why did he need to go to the hotel to unleash them all from the boxes?
1: the actual hotel was like the source of the power or like he, he was saying he's kind of hinting towards it by saying like this is where it all began so like this must be the area to be able to do what i need to do so he had i think it was like the shining telling him to go there and then that's why he ultimately went there because that that made the most sense to me at least
3: and the point that i have for it is not like i'm a big like metaphor person or anything I like movies and stuff but I feel like that was where Danny's original issues and everything started. And that was like the epitome of him going back and like facing his fears and going back and being like, I'll go in first. You know, telling Avery to wait outside and he's like, I'll go wake it up. And, you know, like that last scene where he's there with his mom when he's a kid and it's his mom. Like, I feel like that was like his closure for kind of like what he wanted. Like he could could die peacefully for. Yeah, he went there and he was like, okay, I'm, I'm taking this I'm taking this on. This is my fear and it's where I've held everything in my entire life and yeah. I'm, I'm going to take it on.
0: Because he never really dealt with that. He went from, you know, he was a kid and then he became like an alcoholic and that was his way of dealing with it. And then he became sober and the way he dealt with it was he helped other people. But he never really dealt with it like on a personal level and like, you know, really faced his own fears of like what drove him to be an alcoholic. Like he was helping everyone yeah. else but himself. Kind yeah, of. exactly. Right. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And so him going back to the hotel was like a perfect way of, like you said, him facing his own fears and then also bringing the enemy to the fear.
1: One of the scenes I really enjoyed was when they first introduced the uh, little girl. And it, she was like watching the magician and the magician puts the spoons yeah. on his nose. And she's like, I can do that. And you try to understand, like, yeah, she she's probably thinking she can put it on her nose because it's not difficult. And then, she, yeah, they go inside and you got all those spoons all up spoons against the around. ceiling. It was so awesome.
0: Yeah. Can we just say that girl is a, one of the best girl actors I've seen? In, like, I really not like even her. girl, just
1: kid yeah, actor, balanced.
0: actor in general. She did such a good job.
1: Tom, what do you think of her?
0: This is uh, Thomas's lawyer, and uh, the question you asked last, he is uh, not allowed to answer because of complicated issues.
1: Wait, which but girl? Can...
3: Little girl? Yeah. <laughs> the the twins? Are we talking? Are we talking no, twins?
0: The the little girl that has powers. I thought she was she was a beast. The scene where she wakes up. Because she got captured and she's in the van and um Danny is like you know like is able to find her and like touches her. So Danny's like kind of being her. But the way like she acted as him in that yeah. like van scene was so good when she like wakes up and she's like shit I'm hung over. Fucking hung over. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I haven't years. been hungover in years. Eight <laughs> years.
3: Yeah. You know, the only problem I had with her is that she was like supposed to be like way more powerful than like any of them, and like I felt that she could have just totally taken on uh, Rose like on her own because she was like clearly like on a different level than everyone else.
0: But I think part of like the reason why she was so powerful in the beginning was because she was at home and she didn't really know like all of the consequences. And so she wasn't really scared, and she was just, like, going off of, like, pure, you know, confidence of, you know, knowing what she knows. But, at, like, as the movie goes on, her dad, you know, gets killed, and she's seeing, like, all this terrifying stuff. She's at the freaking Overlook Hotel, which no one wants to be at.
1: Yeah, I felt like it's just, like, raw. It's, like, too raw for her still. Like, she's unable. That's why, that's one of the reasons why um, Uh, Danny went drunk like decided to drink was because it was just obno- it was like too much too
0: much to him. deal with yeah
3: yeah it was crazy when he like woke up and he was like under a bridge and he mo like
0: immediately saw the bottle and just put it to his mouth and you're like he doesn't even know where he is <laughs> um what did you guys think of like the tracking shots where like rose is on top of the trailer and she's like trying to find um Pepper. she's trying to find abra and it like The tracking shot of like her being on the top of the trailer and then it kind of shoots her up into the sky and then she's like flying over and then I thought that was so cool. Like the angles they used, it had like very good, like awareness of like, even though it was so weird, you know, and like different, you still felt like you understood what was going on. You're like, okay, they're here. She's flying over. They're there. And then it just kind of morphs. The whole screen turns. And then you're like, boom. Okay, you're in this room.
3: Yeah, yeah. And, and then, then that, that entire scene is dope. Was crazy. She's just like, he said he'd be back. <laughs> and then like her fucking hand starts ripping off, and she's
1: like uh, in her mind
3: reading through her, reading through uh, her, right. her mind. Like, brrr, brrr. I was like, those those fingers freaked me out.
0: I was like, that's fucking. Stupid.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was a good scene. And the purple hair when she had the glowing eyes, she looked really creepy.
0: I noticed, like Stanley Kubrick does this thing where. So sometimes like the camera will like fade to the left or he'll fade it to the right or, you know, it'll zoom in or zoom out. And sometimes when he does that, you're supposed to see something. And then other times you don't see anything at all. And I think because of using that like mix and match between seeing little hidden things and other times there's nothing there, even though you feel like there was kind of like builds up your anticipation of later in the movie when he uses those same shots. You expect something to be there. And so, like, when it is there, you're kind of like, oh, because you're not, like, 100% sure that anything's going to be there to begin with.
1: Uh, yeah, I completely agree with what you're saying.
0: For them being
2: immortal, they died pretty quickly.
1: They yeah, weren't it's immortal. not hard to kill them. They didn't say they were immortal, they just said they lived for a very long time. She, like, states, she makes that very clear.
3: Yeah. You eat well, live long.
1: Yeah. But they were talking about how that guy was like. Sounds like the old guy that died probably had the best out of everything because that dude got to live through all, like the Rome and he saw the all pyramids. He yeah, saw things like, come and fire. fall.
0: It's like Jesus Christ. This guy's—he's—he's
3: like, he's probably actually hasn't been eaten on purpose. He's done. <laughs> it's like I'm fucking over
1: it.
0: What was the blonde girl's name that they added?
1: Uh, all I know is she was a pusher. Yeah, she <laughs> yeah. was a pusher.
0: I thought she was okay. She, um, yeah, I thought she was okay. I, I thought Rose was really good, the leader. She was
1: only fifteen at the start of that scene, too. Yeah, I. That's what I wrote down. Actually, (laughs) I have a no, but I have a thing in here that says "blonde dash pusher fifteen question mark." Like that, how could you? How could she doesn't look like a believable fifteen year old? I don't think anyone bought that for a second. That chick had to be. Mid-twenties. You lent liquor, Yeah. <laughs>
0: Did you guys like Rose? Yeah.
2: She reminded me of your typical girl from Nevada County.
0: <laughs> the hipster power girl? Yeah. Yeah. She's a cool villain. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah. Emily Lind. So the one thing that really hit with me and, like, finished off the movie for me, like, on a positive note, was when... So he comes in the room. Was it 237?
1: And she's
0: like, I know this isn't you. Oh, yeah. And it like snaps out and she's like able to talk to him. And he's like, get out of here. You know, I can only hold it off for so much longer. And she escapes. And then it goes back to her being at home. And then she's talking to him and he's fine. And for a second, I thought like, oh, he's fine. Like nothing bad happened. The way they like cleaned off that movie was like so perfect. And then she goes into the bathroom, and the creepy lady's in there, and she closes the door, and that's how the movie ends. I, yeah, it was pretty
2: yeah, cool. I like don't, she's, I didn't
1: understand she's what it meant. She just learned to deal with her problems. She just learned to deal with her problems. She's it, like, yeah, it was,
0: it was the way he learned to like capture his monsters instead of letting them scare him, because hmm. he put them in his boxes, and that was her like putting that monster in a box. Yeah, right, I appreciated
2: so. it for what it was. It, it, to me, it was more of a standalone story than it was a direct sequel of The Shining. But it um, was okay in its own right. I didn't think it was great. I did like that it explained what was going on in The Shining, but I wish that The Shining could have done that itself. Overall, I'll probably not, never watch either of them ever again.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're crazy. Yeah, I'm a
2: little crazy. A little crazy. Yeah. What you guys Tom, do you any... Of
1: it? any... Final thoughts before you get into scores on the movie. Um,
3: I love The Shining. It was one of the scariest movies I ever watched when I was a kid, and Brad can totally attest to that. And I was super entertained by the second one. I had no complaints, and I loved all the throwbacks and the, the like. All probably. Being a dead horse, the fact they went back to the hotel made be super happy. Very cool.
2: What are you gonna uh, what kind of score are you gonna give it Tom?
3: I'll start off and give it a seven. Okay. Just yeah. a flat seven. The only like other bad, bad thing I have to say about it is that uh Ewan Gordon, or Gordon Ewan the great so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah, he's in the new Harley Quinn movie and I lost respect for him once I knew he was in that do movie do you
0: know the name of that movie? Harley Quinn with a really long fucking <laughs> title it's called Birds of Prey isn't it? Birds of Prey and the amazing emancipation of Harley Quinn mm. <laughs> Yeah,
3: but no I would give it a 7 because it was a really good nostalgic movie for me I was intrigued the whole time I liked it I have no complaints, um, but to be honest, I probably won't ever go out of my way to watch it again.
2: Um, Nick, what's your score, man? Is it gonna be? I'm I'm thinking it's gonna it's be five. worse than a seven. I
1: think it's I think it's a five.
0: I don't. I think I'll give it like a six, five, seven. I'm, five, I'm glad five. this
1: is, the, the, ambition, the anticipation. Five,
3: is wait, real. wait, let's do How let's do bets. Okay, Cody, what are you getting on Nick? What do you, what's your? I'll bet? take the over
2: under. Uh, I'll take above six.
0: Brad. Uh, I said six five seven, so over. Okay, I'm doing definitely
3: five point five under, so under six. There's no see. way
0: he gives us a five point. Nick, under what six. did? Would you give the other movies? I
1: love it, I love it. Okay, so for Doctor Sleep, I gave it a six point five. Nice. I just felt like it was. Suck it it wasn't wasn't the worst movie. It wasn't the best movie. <clears throat> I, I I fit it right in there with. Um, there's a ton of movies in that range again i, I probably again I, I won't go out of my way to watch it uh so it, it fits in that void it, it's just like i forget what was that other movie we, we watched that we've already uh we've already recorded that what what were the what was our podcast we have
0: el camino Did,
1: uh, el camino el, Cam, el camino yeah so it's just like same thing el camino was like Get the same vibe from this. Like Five years later, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember watching this movie. Watch it again and and be just as disappointed. But, yep, that's what I expected.
0: All right, 6.5.
2: Brad, yeah, you want to go?
0: You want me to go? Uh, Rochambeau. Ready? One, two, three, scissors. Paper. Go ahead. God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> you played me out on this one. 8.5. One of my favorite movies I've seen this year. Oh, I There it is. I f- fucking like I love this movie. I know it like isn't a perfect movie by any standards and it has its issues, but I don't think it has a lot of issues. And I thought this movie was for me was so entertaining from the start to the end. And it did such a good job of like being its own movie without relying too much on it's a sequel, The Shining. And then the way they pull the call back in the end to The Shining, I thought was so effective And the way they use that. The Overlook Hotel in the end. Oh, no, almost everything for this movie worked for me. I didn't really know anything about Doctor Sleep going into it. All I knew was I liked The Shining. And I was super happy with it. And it was better than I expected. And I expected it to be decent. And so, yeah. For me, it's an 8.5. I think it's a awesome movie. And it's my favorite movie we've reviewed by far.
2: Wow. That's fair. Um,
1: Wait, we reviewed The Town.
0: Yeah, what?
1: And and, and you said this was... that's I'm talking
0: movie movies this year. So yeah, far. Damn, fucking <laughs> asshole. Yeah.
2: So, I'm going to give it a 6.5. I didn't think it was that great. It, it was kind of silly to me. The whole steam coming out of their mouth felt like... Kind of reminded me of like something that should have been in a Hellboy type movie or something like that. Um, it wasn't as bad as The Shining. I literally couldn't stand The Shining and didn't even want to sit through it. And this one was at least bearable for me and, like, had enough of a story to keep me interested. And, um, I'll get, yeah, I like 2. you, 5. man, but and you're crazy. Shining is probably, like, a solid, like, 4. 4.5 for The Shining. Overall, I spent five hours this week fucking watching these two movies. And I'm rethinking whether I want to continue doing this podcast because they're fucking <laughs> up, dog shit. You said you are in <laughs> it for the long haul. <laughs> Oh, I am I couldn't stand either of them, and I know I'm the minority opinion on that, but whatever. I'm not going to watch them ever again. I'm glad I got through it. (laughs) When you were
3: actually watching the movies, were you playing Stardew Valley? Don't fucking lie.
2: Do not not fucking lie. I had my full undivided attention. Were you sober? I was sober. With Logan there. Logan was there and I was sober (laughs) So, Are we getting to the uh,
3: Yeah we gotta
0: bang out our list real quick
3: Yeah let's do it We'll do it quick Okay Tom bang it it
0: out and then let us know when you're done Okay back in 20 seconds
1: announce
3: (laughs) Announce the list I have the whole entire list right here
2: Do you really? Yeah we're at 103 Wow that's bad, huh? No. Not
0: oh, great. Okay. Uh, I yeah, hate it. Yeah. The list is so Shut long. Up. It requires so hard to. <laughs> All
2: right. Three times that movies actually made you scared or gave you nightmares or you couldn't sleep, and it could be at any age in your life. I'll go first. Them. Me go first? I'll go first. Go ahead. Uh, so for me, it was definitely... <clears throat>
3: Uh Jaws. Mm. Made me super afraid of water. Probably to this day. Um, you can ask Brad. We used to go to the lakes and I literally think one time we was went in Lake Tahoe and I peed into a fucking bottle because I didn't want to go into the fucking water and pee.
1: Dude,
0: was that why you were scared? Yeah. You should have just told me. That would have made way more sense than I thought you just couldn't swim. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can't swim. Wait, yes you can.
2: <laughs> I've known you like your whole life.
1: So that's your that's your, of of the three, that's the least that's the uh the one you're ranking third, Tom?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm.
1: Nice. That makes sense though. Nick. Uh so top three movies that scared me. Um I think number three has to be Dawn of the Dead. Um, mm. I, I, when I watched that, I think it was a freshman in high school and it just, I don't know why, but it scared the shit out of me. Uh, I was like terrified for a while after watching that movie of just a zombie apocalypse.
2: It's a pretty scary movie. That's a pretty good one. My number three is, it's kind of weird, but, uh, the original Terminator, I had this TV in my room growing up that had a red light on it when the TV was off and that red light would always freak me out at night. And I'll be
0: there, I know the was that the Terminator fucking in my room coming to kill me. Dun 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 dun. Dun 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 like, dun. dun, dun, dun. Scared me. Salvation. That's good. Alright, Brad, what do you got? Uh, for mine, it is. Hold on. What's the fucking name of the movie? Never Ending Story, I think. Hmm. That's with Falco, right?
3: Mm hmm. Falkor?
0: Yeah. yeah, Falkor. That movie, okay. So, that movie doesn't make any sense. And it doesn't make sense whether I watch it today or if I watch it back when I was a kid. But for some reason, my parents thought that it was a good movie to make us watch all the time. When, And my parents would put that movie on all the time. And it is a freaking terrifying movie. There's nothing enjoyab- enjoyable about it. All the characters in it are creepy. The talking dragon is creepy. It just has like a creepy feel to it. And it's not fun. (laughs) And yeah, because of that, that movie freaks me out. And I am so glad that if I have a kid, they will never have to watch that movie. That movie sucks. Don't show that movie to your kids. So, yeah.
2: Thomas, number two. Uh,
3: Number two for me is The Descent. Um. Ugh. Oh man, which that's actually... just I cannot ever go cave exploring. I don't like it, don't like the dark. Yeah, Please. the descent, yeah. Oh, definitely second scariest me because it makes me so scared of cave splunking or just yeah. going into caves or
2: anything like that. So that's my number two. It's nice. a good one. Was I next? I think I was, right?
3: Yeah, go for it.
2: My number two is It. The original It. Um Ooh. Yeah, I remember we watched it one time. I think my family was watching it. And they are like, hey, you should watch it. It's good. And I had no idea how scary it would be. And it was absolutely terrifying. And I used to not be able to sleep because of it. And I was just worried that fucking the clown was, when I would close my eyes at night, that he was there standing in my room looking at me. <laughs> and so that's how I would fall asleep sometimes. It's just by pretending that there, if I opened my eyes and he would know I was awake and fucking kill me. Nice. Like borderline yeah, that... serious drama. Hey, so... movie <laughs> it is an extremely terrifying movie, especially at that
0: age. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> Fucking clowns. Fuck this
1: clown. Nick? Um what my number two, huh? So yeah. my number two is poltergeist. Poltergeist I'm... scared scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. I yes. definitely like was afraid, especially where I lived. Other than just the the sketchiest house possible. <laughs> uh so Agreed. it only added to the terrifying house especially when i was by myself i was like yeah this this isn't good this house is way too big like that it was, always it, i literally stayed at your house and you told me that zach's room was haunted <laughs> <laughs> for sure dude that house is definitely haunted in some way shape or form not a fan of that house but uh yeah so uh, guys number two terrifying yeah so what's your number two brad
0: my number two is, without a doubt, Pee-wee Herman's Big
1: Adventure. <laughs> no, that scared you?
0: Oh, I loved that movie. Pee-wee creeped me out so much as a kid. And, and I know, the one girl that used to babysit us, that was, like, one of the only movies she owned. She owned, like, five movies, and one of them was Pee-wee Herman's Big Adventure.
1: She and was, so
0: uh, we would always have to watch that movie. And I don't like anything about that movie. All the people he runs into on his big adventure creep me out. The only thing I like about that movie is Chris Farley. And other than that, that movie sucks. (laughs) Pee wees so creepy. And I think as a little kid, I just had like a good radar of knowing people not to trust. And if we know anything... Peewee was probably not to be trusted by little kids.
1: Such so. a huge Michael Jackson fan, aren't you?
0: I love little Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. All
1: right, Tom. I like Peewee. <clears throat> um. Well, I actually
3: liked that movie a lot when we were kids. So. Yeah, I like Pee-wee, really Herman.
2: Explains uh, a lot. Yeah.
3: When he did the tequila dance scene, the movie. <laughs> I don't know. I like that movie a lot. So, definitely not scary at all.
2: Okay, what's your uh, number one?
3: My number one dun, dun, um,
0: dun.
3: is actually Panic Room. And that movie was just really real for me because of our mom and. The fact that like that could actually happen, where you have a panic room, people break in, you, and then it became a total like cat and mouse, and that movie totally fucked with me afterwards. And to this day, I'm just like, oh, if I had a panic room, like, um, that that it, it hit close to home. So anytime yeah. like mom, our mom, like if if a big catastrophe were to happen in the entire world, like our mom always says, like, hey, grab as much insulin as you can and meet me. Because she'll die if she doesn't have her insulin. And so that was just like, I don't know. It was just a really good movie where it was very realistic. Where, you know, pretty much, pretty much nailed it. Yep.
0: I've
2: actually never seen it.
0: You should it's check it out. It's a good, really
3: freaking good movie. I think it's Jodie Foster, isn't it? Right? Yeah,
0: Jodie Foster. Yep. Mm.
3: Yeah, It's actually really good. It's like the ultimate like, cat and mouse movie, totally. But
2: It's like kind of like Tom and Jerry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but a movie.
3: <laughs> but no, that one definitely hit the closest to home for me with my mom being type one diabetic. So
2: yeah, I bet, I bet I can see you just being like freaked out all the time that something bad is going to happen to her because of the diabetes. And it's like so far out of your control. Well, just
3: like, any, like anytime, like zombie apocalypse happens like me, yeah, I'm super afraid of a zombie apocalypse, but if a zombie apocalypse happens, how am I going to get insulin from my mom? Cause it's synthetically made. So
2: They're probably not.
3: Anywho, Panic Room is my number one. My number one
2: is probably The Exorcist because it was the first movie that I ever watched where I really got to see Possession or kind of think about it in that form. Uh, now, nowadays, they're one of my favorite types of horror movies, and I love them, but in The Exorcist, and Nick, we we're, we were actually just talking about this the other day, but there's, there's these quick flashes of images, and one of them is like the devil's head with just a black background. And I remember it was so creepy that I... Like, found it and found the exact mark and paused it just so I could see what it looked like. And then I was just, that was stupid because then I had the image burned into my brain and was just always, always think about it. So, that, uh, the exorcist was good. Honorable mention would be Predator, the original Predator. I was irrationally afraid that an alien was gonna come hunt me down and kill me.
1: So, my number one is Insidious. Uh, I'm just, I'm a <laughs> oh big dog. fan of sleep. And uh, I don't, don't like don't it when know. my sleep gets fucked Nick is, up. And Nick this is, movie is Nick is hilarious. literally picking on me. Everyone that's
3: listening, Nick is picking on me.
1: I'm just saying that that I'm not a fan of that movie. Uh, it it definitely it makes ex- look, it hard to ex- sleep.
3: Explain explain Thompson's background, Nick.
2: Is
1: yeah, just your night terrors. Yeah, I've definitely been around when, oh, when those were going down. <laughs> I've definitely been of around that. a couple of times, and Tom just, like, screaming in the other room, and I'm like, this is happening. This is it. I'm dead. Thomas is going to wake up possessed <laughs> and just kill me right now.
0: Thomas has been doing that since he was probably, like, four or five years old. It used to be a lot worse because he used to walk around. And then, yeah, late like probably, like, the last, like, five years, I noticed, like you'll have these nightmares where I can tell you're in a dream and then you start making a lot of noise and I can tell it's not a good dream. And so I try and wake you up as fast as I can. And usually I wake you up and you say, thank you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Accurate. All right, let's end this. What's your number one, Brad
0: E.T. Hmm.
1: Actually, yeah, no, it's actually
3: really- Freaked me <laughs> out <laughs> so part. much as a
0: kid. The, the disease part. I the think we're dying. Yeah, he. Oh. Oh. E.T. Uh, E.T. was never movies. scary to me. E.T. was like a movie that my parents should have shelved for ten years and shown to me, like when I was fifteen. You know, like a little bit older, to where I could appreciate all the things it did. As a little kid watching E.T., it was such a like dark movie to me and him being sick and all of that all of that freaked me out and it was so uncomfortable to me as a kid because a lot of it I didn't really know what was going on and so all the quarantine stuff when that stuff comes in that movie freaked me out as a kid and like to this day I will always say like the number one movie that always freaked me out or the movie that I don't like yeah. E. T. come
1: home. No thank you.
2: Never e- seen E. T. It's a
1: bit a bit dated now, but Yeah.
2: I don't like old movies that much. I've seen little scenes of it and I know the iconic moments from it, but
0: like I'd be down to rewatch it now.
2: Because I probably have
0: not seen it in twenty years. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so it's not a top ten, huh?
0: No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> it's not even sniffing that list.
3: Well, I. What what's our What's our next trash. move? We're doing, Brad.
0: Ford vs
3: Ferrari.
0: Rum, rum. Ferrari.
3: <laughs> that was after the double shot of nitro.
0: God damn it!
3: <laughs> Lucky didn't blow the intake <laughs> off the manifold. <laughs>
0: All right, Ford vs. Ferrari next week. I'm excited. What are we doing as our list on that? Um, cars. Something car Favorite related. cars? Yeah, Favorite top, cars? Easily top five
1: cars. Top five mm-hmm. cars
0: all time? So does that... Yeah. Do, you, do we have to name like a specific model? Like Any a 1967 vehicle? thing? Let's, first? let's uh, just least
3: say least. it has to, be, has to be street legal. And mm-hmm. That's fair. But it should Can be a year, right? Can it be from it movies It depends. It depends, right? So fiction? if it's an
1: older car... If it's like a 1960s car, probably the year. But if if like you want to say a Tesla, like Tesla's car model really hasn't looked different, you know. I mean, back to back to what Tesla.
3: Cody said is it had to be fiction.
1: Yeah, it's got to be oh, real. So, fiction so it loud. could be like, like can can I, the Delorean. I the mm-hmm. That's a real car. The Delorean. The Delorean's a real car, minus the spaceship DeLorean effect. One point two gigawatts.
3: <laughs> Wait, what?
1: You're breaking my balls. You've had extra
3: gloves this whole time. (laughs) We're in the Rockies. I'm going to kill you, Lloyd. Guilty as charged. What? Harry, your hands are
0: freezing.
3: Okay, so next week we'll do a top five favorite cards of all time. It doesn't matter if it's fiction or nonfiction. Yeah, I'm going to go watch Step Brothers.
0: We'll be dropping that episode late Saturday night, Sunday morning. Because Nick is seeing the Raiders, right?
1: That's right, yeah. So Saturday is when we record.
0: Sounds oh. good to me. Cool. For, from all of us, I'm Brad, Tom, Cody, Nick. We're movie stalkers. Go see Ford vs. Ferrari. And we'll catch you next week. Until then, the shining suns.
2: All right. better nerds. Bye.